0: Today on City Cash Chicago. Chicago has its share of inside jokes, but none may be more painful than golden newcomers into taking a shot of Malort. Whether you actually like the bitter liquor or you just want to see your friends make a weird face, it's become a sort of a rite of passage. And today, I'm trying it for the first time. It's Thursday, July 6th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is what Chicago is talking about. All right, so I just bought a brand new bottle of Malort for the first time ever, cracked it open. I poured shots for my friends who are currently at my house. Hey, have you ever taken Malort before in your life?
1: Absolutely not.
0: Um, all right, have you at least heard of it before? You know how people think of Malort in Chicago?
1: I have a general sense, yes.
0: All right, then. All right so this is your first ever shot. It's, I don't even think it's that big of a shot. You got it. Go ahead.
1: <clears throat> oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Get some water. That was terrible. <coughs> Please, <laughs> we're done. That was so bad. Oh, my God. Would,
0: would you ever do that again?
1: Oh, no, I'm sweating. I'm so uncomfortable right now. Absolutely not. That just tasted
0: like lighter fluid. Today, to talk all things Malort, I have brought in the City Cash Chicago team, including lead producer Simon Alisea. Hey. Marketing director Caroline Patton. Hello. And marketing coordinator Jermaine Thomas. What's good? I'm going to be real with y'all. Malort is not something I have ever had in my entire life. And growing up, it's not something we learned about, right? <laughs> Everybody knows about deep dish pizza, about hot dogs, about mild sauce, at least where I'm from. Malure is not one of those things.
2: All right, Jacoby, now it's your turn.
0: Shout out to the old Swede Carl Jepsen. When I go ahead and get this on mic.
2: That is a fat shot.
0: <laughs> Ooh, there it is. Mm. I see how they got through prohibition selling this because this tastes like rubbing alcohol. <laughs> this is not liquor. This should go in the womb with a huge <laughs> night wound in it. Just pour
1: it right in It's given antiseptic, 100%. Yeah,
0: and it's sitting in your face. It just stays in your mouth. Okay. I see why they will wash it down with a beer after that because yeah. you need something to just like feel your mouth after that. Like, I feel like I just drank. Sort of that old school, like Dr. Tishner's mouthwash. You know, the one you got to cut with water. I'm not sure if that's what it's called. That's what it feels like right now.
2: You are, have yeah. kept or, a remarkably um, straight demeanor, despite that description, actually.
0: Yeah, that's because I knew I was being recorded right now. <laughs> but no, the inside of my mouth feels uh, ripe. It feels like I just took a layer of skin off Okay, the inside of my but mouth. Le-
3: but talk about... But talk about the, there's pretty zero burn, right? It's like, it doesn't taste good, but the going down part, it's pretty smooth.
0: I will say that. No, the, the, it was, it only burns in my mouth, not going Mm -hmm. down the gullet, Mm -mm. like swallowing it was fine, but the actual mouthwash swish, it was not fun. Like the aftertaste is still here on my tongue. Okay.
2: Can you
3: describe what does Malort taste like? Well- I just had a sip of it. So I'll start. If you've ever had a bite of like a piece of Romaine lettuce, that's like not, it's like bitter for whatever reason. I, I, maybe not everyone has had that sensation, but like specifically a piece of Romaine lettuce that's bitter. That's what it tastes like to me in 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 alcohol form personally.
2: That is so specific. Jermaine, what does (laughs) it taste like to you?
1: I'm definitely going to stick with the the licorice of it all. I also thought about, like, the purple Listerine flavor that used to come out. Mm-hmm. Like, the purple and brown Johns. Like, that's – is giving that, too. It's just, like, it's very strong. The flavor is going to sit – it's going to sit – is going to hang out for a long, long time.
3: Right. Sure, sure. It yeah. a little bit on your tongue. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Well, yeah, I, I challenge you to do it one more time, Jacoby, with – and chase it with a cold beer. Personally, not the best alcohol I've ever had, but for a cheap, well shot at the bar – with a cold beer after, I'm telling you, it really, really is not that bad, and it's often on the beer shot combos list for like seven dollars. You get a beer shot, which like pretty good deal.
2: I feel like at this point now, I got to tell you guys about my first time ever having malort because here, here's how this went for me. I uh, definitely had heard about it when I was in college, but had avoided, you know, being peer pressured into taking a shot. And then when I moved back shortly after I moved back to Chicago in 2021 hear lots of water bottles going as we as we wash the taste out here Um, shortly after I moved back to Chicago in 2021 I was out with a friend and of course he was like you've never had Malort well now we have to have Malort and I was in Andersonville no less and I took the shot and immediately puked like immediately had to go to the bathroom I was it was like so you want to talk about how it does not burn? Oh quote unquote, <laughs> it burned both ways. Like it was not.
3: Yeah. it was not. Pretty. It's not a liquor you want to throw up. It's definitely not a liquor you want to throw up. Uh,
2: and apologies to mm-hmm. any listeners who are who are squeamish about that kind of thing. Jermaine, what was your first
3: time like?
1: Well, coincidentally, my first time was actually with Caroline. Crazy. <laughs> it was after we had a <laughs> we had a um a work together day <laughs> hashtag we love C- city cast it rocks here um and at the end of our workday, everything got done and caroline was like oh like y'all never had my because me and-, and mariah um our other co-worker we had both never had it so caroline being caroline she was like let's have it like let's take a shot it's the end of the day like let's go so i was like sure like i'm down whatever and i took it and it was like the lo- like going In the mouth, I was opposite. Like taking it down was easy. It was a long tail. Like the way that it like fills your entire esophagus with like the hottest licorice flavor I've ever had in my life. That was the the kicker for me. And like after that, I tried water, had another drink, I left, went home, (laughs) went to sleep. And the flavor was still in my throat. It just wasn't (laughs) giving.
3: Car- you didn't you were like no i don't need a chaser i was like are you sure or i was like i'll take a sprite
1: you try to like, tell like
3: no me. i don't need one i go all right okay Then we caroline
2: you're the resident you're the resident malort liker <laughs> in this group yeah uh if i if i am on the very other end of that spectrum can what was your first time like what was the first time you had it and what was what happened
3: i remember the first time i took it this was like years ago like I had the same reaction as everyone else, which is this doesn't taste good. But then I'm like, what alcohol does taste good? If you think about it, like in theory, alcohol doesn't taste good. No,
0: that's alcohol not true. Good. It's not. I mean, I don't know. I'm sorry. It's still,
3: it's still bitter. It still comes down. It still burns. Like, like you can't be like, oh, alcohol tastes like grape juice. It doesn't. I mean, it doesn't. If you think about it it doesn't taste good so to me all alcohol tastes true. bad yeah
1: that's and so true. i don't find molor just bad. tastes worse i think that's the thing like you're correct yeah, like yes. not all alcohol is like wonderfully tasting but like molor is like mm-hmm. worse than like a lot of other ones
3: <laughs> yeah that's fair it's definitely worse i agree but i yeah i don't mind it i don't think it goes down that bad like i don't find it to be a bad shot i don't it doesn't make me gag like i don't think it tastes good but i don't think it tastes bad
0: your destination for advanced clear aligner solutions. P.S., they got another clinic on the way. So stay tuned for their Old Town location.
2: Well, let's learn a little bit about Malort, where it comes from, what's going on. And what I have done is I've designed a little bit of a trivia game to help us learn. So here's how it's going to work. I am going to ask a question and you have to wait until I finish the question. Jeopardy rules here. Uh, and when I finish the question, you're going to if you think you know the answer, you're going to say buzz. If you get it right, you get two points. If you get it wrong, another person can try and steal by calling buzz. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. OK. We're going to start really easy and get it out of the way for Chicagoans who may not know. Can one of you tell me what is a Chicago handshake? Buzz. Buzz. Caroline, Buzz. I heard mm. first. Uh, a of and an old style, can of old style. That is exactly right. It's a Boilermaker that you can find
0: fast as hell. at
2: pretty much any bar. Um, there's a lot of beer history about how old style became like a beer of choice in Chicago, including like there was a lager beer riot in the 1800s. But I actually wasn't able to find when... Why that started to be paired with Malort. My suspicion is it has to do with uh, a, a later rise in Malort, which we'll, which we'll get to in Malort's history.
0: I wonder if it has something to do with just Chicago handshake, Prohibition. It feels like a real kind of gangstery vibe, but I don't know old style how long it's been around, but it's got a gangster feel to it.
2: That's true. That's true. If you are trying to make a backroom deal, Malort is the drink you want to make it
3: with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally get that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and it's like I think it's known as a Chicago thing, so it kind of feels like insidery in a way, which maybe also is like the Chicago handshake. It's like, oh, like if you know what Malort is and you're you've taken uh, the shot, get, it's like, like the secret
0: handshake. Yeah, we're I like a gentleman's agreement
3: mean. that we know what it tastes like. Uh, question number two, and again, wait until I finish
2: the end of the question. What ingredient gives Malort its signature flavor? Buzz Bus. Jacoby, I heard first.
0: Wormwood.
2: That is correct. Uh, do you know what wormwood is?
0: Yeah, it's like a bitter herb. Yeah,
2: yeah. In fact, Wormwood is the only flavoring in Malort. It's, there's nothing else uh-huh. to it. Um, it's huh. thought to have some medicinal properties. It's supposed to be anti-inflammatory. So that's what you're tasting. You're tasting Wormwood. Uh, it's a related question. Um, where else in a bar might you find Wormwood?
0: Oh, wow.
1: Buzz?
2: Ah, Germain
1: um is it gin
2: no it is not gin does anyone want to steal damn buzz caroline like bitter like in a bitters nope jacoby (laughs) you got something
0: uh absinthe
3: ding you got it (laughs) crazy (laughs) oh right it makes sense because it's licoricey it's like a licorice-y taste that makes sense
2: so in absinthe, there is uh, a chemical in wormwood that's supposed to be responsible for like the mind bending, like crazy effects. It's also poisonous if there's too much of it, if you ingest too much mm. of it. But Malort actually has a much, much, much lower concentration of that chemical. So that's why it's more bitter than absinthe is. I actually like absinthe. I like licorice. Malort does not taste like absinthe, in my opinion. I think they are not, they do not taste related to me at the slightest.
0: I feel like Absinthe, Malort, and Everclear are now the sort of like the three liquors that I just, my brain has now associated with do not touch these.
2: <laughs> you- All right. Question number four. Jepson's Malort, as we know it, wasn't mass produced until the 1930s. But immigrant Carl Jepson managed to skirt the law to sell his version of the Swedish spirit during prohibition. How did he do it?
0: Booze. Jacoby. He was able to do it because it was like uh, like medicinal alcohol. It was like, it was, it gave it a, a special labeling.
2: That is exactly right. It was considered a medicinal drink. Uh, Malort marketing officials like to tell this story that anytime police tried to like give Jepsen a hard time, he would offer them a shot. The officers would take it and then they would make the Malort face, right? And they'd be like, eh, this guy can move <laughs> along with his day. Clearly, this is not. A recreational liquor, um, Jepsen yep. apparently sold malort out of a suitcase uh, or even door to door for a bonus point. Can anyone tell me what does malort mean in Swedish?
0: Chernobyl. Oh, no, no, no that's, that's in, in
3: Russian. Russian.
0: I was ready to answer. That. I've
3: been told this before, but I don't remember.
0: Uh, I don't know.
2: It don't is remember. a bitter distilled spirit. That's literally what it means. Bitter mm. distilled.
3: I love that. Spirit. I love that.
2: That
0: is. Well, can you is give good. a bonus point for in Russian? Because I was ready for uh,
2: that. No, one. I wasn't. <laughs> I
0: was ready no,
2: for that. No, no bonus point for Russian. Uh, last question. Jepson's Malort was produced in Chicago until 1986 when the city's last distillery closed. Production returned to Chicago in 2019. Where was this bitter drink made in the intervening years?
0: By Jacoby. I knew Simone was in charge, so I knew there was a game effect, which means I needed to do some research. And so, of course, it was made in Florida. No, the whole point was that you were
3: not supposed to do research, Jacoby. Florida. It sounds like there's a little bit of collusion going on. I told him. That's what
0: I heard, Caroline. I
3: told him not to do
2: any research. I gave him this direction. Okay, (laughs) Uh,
0: She's only made 600 episodes of the podcast with me. She, <laughs> one thing I do not do is no research. for,
2: for uh, Florida. Anyone, can I get my
0: points? You, you get two
2: points, but for a bonus point up for grabs, does anyone want to name uh, the other? There, it was actually made in one other place for two years. Anyone want to try to guess what that where, where that was?
0: I'll let somebody else go first. Buzz. Uh, Jermaine. Wisconsin? No. Damn. <laughs> I don't have a guess. I don't
2: know. Jacoby, do you know? Kentucky. It. Is Kentucky that makes sense? Uh, It is Kentucky. So the final score here is two, four, five, uh, seven points for Jacoby, and two points for Caroline. Jermaine comes away with no points here.
0: (laughs) This is terrible. Uh, Hey man, Jermaine, you've been on you've been on enough episodes now. Any competition, (laughs) you know what I'm trying to do. Next time I'm coming back ready, promise. (laughs) Malort reminds me in its story reminds me of the conversation we just replay for people with David Hammond and Monica Aing. Because I remember making a point to Monica, like, man, with all these foods from different cultures, feels like such an opportunity to bring Chicagoans together. And she was like, actually, on the contrary, Kobe, what I learned was that these individual foods kind of teach us just how strong our segregation is. And Malort is a product of, like, so many thing, cool things in Chicago. An immigrant coming to this city, bringing their culture and their customs with them. But as somebody who grew up on the South Side my entire life, I did not know the story of Malore. I did not know the, the resonance it held for some Chicagoans. I didn't know there was a handshake involved. And so what's cool is, on one hand, we're able to have these really strong traditions that have such huge stories, huge love, huge character behind them. And yet because of the story of our city at large, they can be just captured in a bubble of a neighborhood or a community area.
2: I will say Jacoby though it's not just it's not just an issue of segregation um, It's what's really interesting is when you read up about the history of Malort is for so much of its history yes it was still kind of like a joke shot you gave your friends to get them to make a silly face mm-hmm. but it was like you couldn't find it at every single bar in Chicago like it was that wasn't really the thing and mm-hmm. that didn't really start until the sort of late 2000s, early 2010s. It started to become like a meme uh, online and it became uh, particularly among transplants. So it makes sense that me, Jermaine and Caroline would have these experiences where we come to Chicago and like people are trying to make us take it because that's actually how it started. So it's actually not that weird that you as the native Chicagoan uh, maybe weren't as familiar with it. All of this begs the question, uh, Jermaine and Caroline, why do you guys think Malort has had such staying power in Chicago, and why is it the thing that Chicagoans want to want to show off?
3: well i'm I'm making it stay, <laughs> maybe more than anybody because I make I have a good amount of people visit me because I'm like really one of the only people out of my friends I grew up with that left. So like a lot of people will come up and visit me and they're trying Malort before they leave. What really? Because in my head like when i when I travel, I want to do the thing that's local that maybe like, you should do that maybe isn't the most touristy thing. And to me, that is a little bit kind of like Malort.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think Malort is like a, a memory maker because the first and last time I had it, you know, I'll never forget that. It was, is very like visceral in my mind. And I, I can always like say that I had it and I remember the last. I remember like what it tasted like. I remember who I, who I was with, where I was at. Green Street smoked meats, all that good stuff. Can you
3: tell that Jermaine works in marketing? I'm like, you should like work for Hallmark.
2: That's like so beautiful. <laughs> well, I think that's the other funny thing about this. It's so funny that we have both of you here because so much of like Malort's popularity actually comes down to like a marketing, like it's it's a product of marketing. That makes sense, right? Like that's what this that's Absolutely. what this whole thing is. Um, which I don't know if that takes away from like the locality and like the genuine like authenticity of it. I will say, though, I do think it represents um, Chicagoans' commitment to the bit. I respect that.
0: If you follow every great local thing back far enough, doesn't it probably come down to some cool story or some marketing attempt at some point in its history?
2: We'll say that about Chicago, too. I mean, we always say Chicago is the birthplace of such cool stuff. Also, we're really good at talking about all the cool stuff that happened here. (laughs)
0: Hey, I just want to give another huge thank you to the CityCast team. Shout out to lead producer, Small Alisea. Shout out to Caroline Patton. Shout out to Jermaine Thomas. Appreciate y'all joining us for yet another episode of The Team Does Cool Shit. Now I'm going to take this over to Bernard and the Homie tune All right, handing both of them a shot of the Malort and let's see their reactions. Bottoms up, fellas. Damn. That's pretty good. So, Bernard actually liked it. Tell me, how you feeling? Smooth, man. All right, so these are some drinker drinkers. They both liked it. No reactions. Face took it straight up, and they both enjoyed it. Would y'all drink that again? All right, so far, four people didn't had it, and we two for two. Two people said they would drink it again. It was smooth. The other people uh, looked like they wanted to throw up a little bit. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. And one of his biggest moves since taking office, Mayor Brandon Johnson is replacing all but one member of the Chicago Board of Education. The six new appointees largely come from progressive advocacy and nonprofit backgrounds, and they'll take office later this month. It'll be Chicago's last fully appointed school board until a partly elected one takes over in 2025. This year's Ruido Fest, a Latin alternative music fest in Little Village, has been canceled. Event organizers didn't really specify why, but they did say ticket purchases will get refunds, and next week's Ruido Presents concert at Bottom Lounge will go on its schedule. Dvorak Public Pool in Pilsen is set to open tomorrow after repairs delayed the opening for a couple weeks. For a full list of Chicago's public indoor and outdoor pools, you can check our show notes. And some good news West Fest starts tomorrow and runs through Sunday on Chicago Avenue between Wood and Damon. There'll be two stages with plenty of artists and Saturday and Sunday you can enjoy Kids Fest and Pet Fest. Check the show notes for more details. Remember, we always love hearing from you. Maybe you got a wild-ass Malor story you want to share or just tell us something you want to hear on the show. Text us or leave us a voicemail at 773-780-0246. I'm back bright and early tomorrow morning. to Look back on some key stories from the week. I'll talk to you then. Peace. I actually have a desk now.
2: Oh, look at you. Are you sitting or standing?
0: After two years, I'm sitting. Oh,
2: my God. What a concept.